color of the sun. This is Sunshine. And for my current supporters, welcome back. For my new supporters, welcome. We're going to continue to talk about love languages. And I know you're probably thinking, I already went through the whole thing. I already did a whole half an hour on the whole thing. But part of learning and growing is diving a little bit deeper into things. And as you go back and look at things that you put out there, you see some of the things you missed. This episode of Burning Bridges was brought to you by The Rolling Pin, Baking Their Way Into Your Heart, located in Schenectady, New York. You can find out more about them and place orders on Instagram at The Rolling Pin Baked Goods, or you can even email them at rollingpinbakegoods at gmail.com. On the last episode of Burning Bridges, it's like, not let me stop, but we did go through what love languages are, how to identify them, what are positive things to do, what are negative things to do. But I focus a little bit more on romantic relationships. So I do want to go a little bit deeper into the other relationships in our lives that love languages are important in. And to do that, we got to talk about the different types of relationships. So I think that there's six umbrella terms that group together all the different types of relationships. So we have familial, which of course is family. Then we have friendships and romantic relationships, acquaintanceships, which that is mostly like work relationships and co-workers, things like that. And then we have self-love. People often forget that you have to show yourself love as well. You have to take care of yourself. And the last one, there isn't really like a name for it. So I just call it relationships with concepts. So your relationship with money or religion, anything like that. Things that are not necessarily tangible, things that you don't have to show a love language to. So that's the six. Of these relationships, what we're going to talk about today is self-love, family, and friendships. I mean, if you want to show love to your co-workers, have at it. I feel like at that point, they're your friends, not really your co-workers. But of course, you can define relationships however you would like to define them. My word is not law. So the big question today is how do we show love to those who are not in romantic relationships with us? So I'll be completely honest, when it comes to family relationships, I didn't have the best family relationships. I've only really seen these things with my friends' families or on TikTok or TV shows and things like that. I've never really experienced it myself. But it looks nice. Like, (laughs) when I become a mom someday, I hope to experience some of these things, you know? So for words of affirmation, show up and give support. Like that's, that's the thing about words of affirmation It's just constant positive feedback and reinforcement. And it's not weird to say, I love you to your family. Like, I don't understand why a lot of families never say, I love you to each other. I think that's weird. I never got that. And I think that's weird because I feel like it was used as a weapon. Like for me as a kid, I only heard, I love you in the terms of like, you know, I love you, right? when something needed to get done or they wanted a favor or something like that. That's weird, bruh. I've already unpacked it in therapy. You don't got to feel sorry for me. But like, it's weird to not tell the people you care about that you love them. And I understand love is a strong word, but it's a strong feeling. And if you don't have that strong feeling, we should unpack that. (laughs) Now remember, words of affirmation is also the names that you call people. So for example, in a lot of African cultures and Caribbean cultures, When you are addressing an adult, and it doesn't necessarily have to be an adult you are related to, but when you are addressing an adult, you call them auntie or uncle. This shows a sign of respect and love because, I mean, most of the time they're family friends anyway, so they're family by extension. So you're addressing them in this way makes them feel like family, makes them feel wanted, makes them feel special. I feel like this goes a long way with different types of families, like families with step-parents. 
At one point. Now, I, I've never had a step-parent, so I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you have to call them such and such and such. No, I'm not going to do that. But if you love her and she acting like your mom, you don't got to call her Diane unless you want to be called Diane. I didn't, like, distinctly pick out Diane. It's just the name that came to me. But you don't have to call her Diane. Um, let's not call her evil stepmother. Let's not call her... You know what I mean? Let's not be degrading in what we call people. We don't have to put them on a pedestal and give them praise and give them titles that they do not deserve, but there are better titles to make them feel wanted and loved. Now, for, like, parents, you know, if your kid doesn't like a nickname, like a childhood nickname, stop calling them that damn nickname. It's really that simple. Like, as a grown adult, when I get called my childhood nickname, I go feral. I see red. Like, it's it's triggering for me, and I don't know why it's that triggering for me. Um, but I hate it. I absolutely hate it. So stop calling them nicknames they don't want. And then also parents of children who are transgender, non-binary, anything on the spectrum where they want to be called something different, stop calling them their dead name because you're going to be dead to them. Like stop calling them. That's not their name. Because if we can accept when buildings and sidewalks and streets and cars and all these other things, when we can accept name changes for them. Like, Snoop Dogg went through four name changes. P. Diddy has, like, 82 different names. But we call them by what they would like to be called. It's not that difficult to call the people you love the things that they would like to be called. And that absolutely goes for pronouns as well. Um, And by the way, mine are she, her, hers. So, yeah. So, showing acts of service for family. The only one I can really think of is, like, doing chores for someone when they're overwhelmed. Like, if you can see that your mom is having a rough day, bruh, take out the trash. Don't let her have to tell you twice. And the same thing with your children. Like, if you can see that your kid had a terrible day at school, make them, like, their favorite dish. It's it's little things. Just notice that it doesn't always have to be something wrong, but, like, notice when things are off or when something is needed and fill that with doing something nice for them. Now, quality time, I feel like, is the easiest to do. Because there's so many things that you can do with family for quality time. You can have family game nights. Listen, when I become a mom, we're having family game nights. And it's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get, like, we're gonna be moving furniture. People not gonna speak to each other until the next game night. I get it. That's fine. Um, Because you have to teach your kids early that losing is a part of life. I'm just saying. I'm not throwing no games for a toddler. Am I a monster? Maybe. Because I'm just saying. My mom used to do that for me when I was really, really little. And there were seven of us, including my parents. So, like, anytime my siblings would play games with me, she would tell them not to, like... Like, if we were playing Monopoly, she would tell them not to take money from me. If we were playing Trouble, she would tell them to not jump me. Like, not send me home. That made my siblings hate me. That made them meet me upstairs in the bunk beds. Like, do you understand what that does for kids? You're not teaching them anything valuable. You have to let them lose and then teach them how to be a good loser. And I'm not saying good loser in the sense of, like participation trophies and everybody's a winner i'm not saying that i'm saying teach them how to not be a sore loser don't let them flip the board and throw temper tantrums it's okay to be upset it's okay to be upset but we're gonna deal with those feelings in a productive way there's also sunday dinners it doesn't have to be sunday but like i remember the movie soul food they had sunday dinners i want to have sunday dinners i know a lot of people who have had sunday dinners some people do friday nights they do dinners and it's like leftovers from the week and they just have like a big leftover night i think that's cute but family dinners are the easiest way to spend time with your family 
And I know that some people's schedules don't line up. Some people work at night. Some people have practice and stuff like that. At least make it, like, maybe twice a month. Something that they can look forward to. And I think that's an important part of quality time. It's just, it's not hanging out because it happened to happen. It's hanging out because you wanted it to happen. We planned this. We planned to spend this time together. A big one is trips to the store. Um, If you ask me to go to Target with you, of course I want to go to Target with you. Let me get my shoes on. Let me get my coat. Like... Especially for siblings, the second you get a car, I'm not saying you got to take your little sibling everywhere. Not saying that. I was the youngest. I know how it felt to be the tag along. We don't want that either. But, you know, if you go into the store, you ain't even got to buy me nothing. I just want to go outside. Like, maybe let me touch the radio, you know? And that goes into actual family road trips and family vacations. Uh, I feel like I should stop saying I didn't have these things. We get it. But they look awesome. And they build memories that you will never be able to replace. So that's the easiest way to spend time with someone. Get trapped in a car together. So the next one, gift giving. Gift giving, I feel like when it comes to family, you don't have to get them gifts super often. The gift is the fact that you see me every day. No, I mean, let me stop. You can make things for them. It can be little things like, you know, I was at Target. I went through the dollar section. This looked bomb. I thought you would like it. Or... I was at Starbucks, and they were doing the pay it forward, so I ordered something else, you feel me? Like, little things. And I feel like this is actually really big for siblings, because I know that if I were to get something cute for my sibling, I would appreciate the hell out of that. Um, And then for parents, stop getting your mom robes and appliances. Stop getting your mom robes and appliances. I don't know how many times I gotta say that. Stop getting your mom robes and appliances. They don't want it. Unless they... Again, unless they specifically asked, they don't want it. Your dad don't want ties. He don't want slippers. He got 72 pairs of slippers now from every holiday. Like, cut it out. Put some thought into it. I remember in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Who was it, Claire? That was the blonde hater's name. We're gonna call her Claire. Claire told Lizzie, oh, you're an outfit repeater at graduation. First off, that's crazy that you don't think I got a washer. But I'm not a gift repeater. I call gift repeaters out because how many mugs you gonna get me with a smiley face on it? It's different if there's a theme. A theme is totally okay. Like, I love the color yellow, if you haven't guessed that. (laughs) So, everything that I get from people, it's always yellow. And I absolutely adore that. That's fine. But if I constantly got, like, I don't know, like, yellow baseball caps. I don't know why I thought baseball caps. But if I constantly got yellow baseball caps, how many baseball caps do you think I'm gonna wear? You want me to wear one every single day? A different one every... I appreciate the gift, but mm, let's put some thought. And for the last one, it's physical touch. So it was difficult for me to figure out what to put for physical touch because I can only think of, like, hugs and, like, kiss on the cheek, kiss on the forehead. So I did a little research. And what's really cool is... So there's this woman on TikTok, and it's... Shina Nova I literally all right so I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that it's s-h-i-n-a-n-o-v-a she posted a video on September 26th of last year and it was her and her mom they are Inuit and they are literally so cool because I see their videos all the time and her and her mom we are trying to explain like oh like this is what people think of Eskimo kisses and she was like let me show you the real Inuit kiss and it's called Kunik, and it's K-U-N-I-K. So it's where 
you show somebody love by taking their face and shoving your nose into the side of their face. Kind of like a dog when they press their nose into the side of your leg. And that's not me comparing people to dogs. I'm just saying, like, that same, like, aggression of, like, love when they press it into the side of your face. And apparently the harder you do it, the more you love someone. I think that's cute. I think that's adorable. And then I also saw um, at Pino Love. I don't know why I can't read. Uh, P-I-N-N-O-L-O-V-E. On May 17th of last year, she showed the Filipino hand-to-forehead affection. So when you see someone older than you or when you're coming home from something, you take your elderly person's hand. Um, They don't have to be elderly, just like the elder's hand. And then you put it right to your forehead. So the way that someone would hold out their hand for a kiss in a fancy old-timey romantic movie, they would hold out their hand like that. You put it to your forehead. That is so cute. And it's nice because after I saw that, literally my For You page changed itself. And it showed me a clip of Craig of the Creek, which is a Cartoon Network show where there was a girl. She was Filipino. She was like, we got to do that to my Lola. And I guess Lola is the way that they call their grandmothers. Um, So Craig did it. And this woman's face lit up. They made it sparkly and everything. It was just a sign of respect and love. And I like that. Cartoon Network and a lot of other shows actually are embracing all their cultures so we can see that because I didn't know that existed until I saw that. And when I become an old Nona, I want someone to do that to me. Not me realizing that I just said that I wanted physical touch. I feel like a liar now. Like I feel like a liar. Maybe it's because it's like minimal touch. Maybe that. So I'm not really a liar, I guess. So let's dive into friendships. Let's dive into how we show our friends love. So the good thing is that a lot of them are pretty much the same as family, but that should make sense to you because a lot of our friends become our family. So say I love you to your friends. It is okay. Now, (laughs) so there is one friend that I had and we were doing more than friendly activities at one point. Uh, and I remember we got into an argument over something, and before we hung up the phone, he said, I love you. Now, that is not something that we said to each other prior conversations, and it was like a, like the I love you that you say to your friend before you hang up the phone, but at the same time, I was like, is it that? Is it you saying I love you so that I don't hate you right now? Is it you saying I love you because you're confessing your feelings for me? Don't do that. Like, don't say I love you in confusing moments, and don't say I love you when you don't mean it. And also, if you never said that to the person before, and you dipping your wick in that person, uh, don't say that then either. Uh, we'll go into those types of relationships in future episodes, like sneaky links, friends with benefits, casual relationships. I always say don't do it. Um, I definitely learned my lesson the hard way. People told me not to do it, um, but I'm very much so, if you don't hear, you gonna feel. So don't do the mistakes I did. Anyway, it's also things like, you know, if you see that they post a new picture on Instagram, give them a like, give them a little <laughs> baddie, you know, <laughs> just give them a little bit of support. If you see they post something on Snap, swipe up, give them a little support. For acts of service, acts of service with friends are fun, like, <laughs> because... You can pick them up, drop them off, stuff like that. Like, your one friend that don't got a car, 
that's an act of service. Yes, it eats you gas, but, like, you spend time with that person, so it double whammies. And then also, like, bring them food on their lunch break. Or, you know, go get the oil change for them or change it yourself because... I'm just saying, as a woman, it sucks going to mechanics sometimes because they really think that I'm dumb. And to be honest, I don't really know a lot about cars, but you're not going to charge me $400 because I'm stupid. That's, I think that's a really ridiculous tax. And then quality time with friends, that's pretty self-explanatory, you know? Hang out with them. FaceTime them. Spend nights out, like girls night out, guys night out. Like, plan something. Even phone calls. I know a lot of people who literally, <laughs> they call their friends and put the phone in their pocket just so they can have somebody with them, even though they're not really with them. Like, they'll be doing full activities, but they just wanted that person to be there. And they're both cool with that. That's fine. If you're both cool with that, cool. Because that kind of goes against what I said the other day about not being on your phone. If y'all both cool with that, fine. Like, bake cookies with them. Do something. There's so many things that you can do with friends it's really ridiculous and of course you can do it with family but I feel like people are like not uncomfortable asking their siblings to bake cookies with them but just some siblings don't have that relationship and then with gift giving I feel like it's very close to romantic relationships because it all has to mean something for either you or that person and it's more often than you would give gifts to your family and I don't know it's a little more open to whatever you want to get your friends because our friends we choose them obviously and they know us a little bit better than sometimes our family and sometimes our partners and I remember in high school there was this girl and she made little bottles of wishes and they were like little paper stars in a little glass bottle now I know it didn't cost the world, but it meant the world to me because she took the time to make that. That was one of the cutest things, one of the most sweet, thoughtful things that I've ever gotten. I'm pretty sure she's on Broadway now. Like, shout out to her, and I hope she's doing the best in life. But see, like, that happened five years ago. Five years ago. And it left such an impact on me. That was a core memory. So it doesn't have to be grand, but it has to mean something. Now, with physical touch, obviously there's the basics of, like, hugs, but... Listen, spa days, doing people's hair, doing people's makeup, people's nails, there's so much that you can do and just turn it into like a whole hangout day and you can invite a bunch of your friends over or just you and your best friend. Like, braiding hair is so intimate. Like, if someone were to braid my hair, I'm spilling all my guts to you. Like, you're my therapist for however long it takes you to braid my hair and we're sharing a bond and I love you. So if my friend did that for me, cut it out. Cut it out. What type of cookies you want? I bake cookies. What type of cookies you want? Now, I know I'm breezing through a lot of these, but I feel like the basis for all relationships are fundamentally the same. And it just varies based on the type and intensity of the relationship. So self-love is the last one. And a lot of people don't love themselves in their love language, which is just genuinely baffling to me. And also... Because if you refuse to accept love from other people like that, why are you doing it to yourself? I, I think that it goes back into the phrase of like, if you don't love yourself, how can you love somebody else? And people argue with that, but I agree. Because I believe that loving yourself is standing up for yourself, respecting yourself, setting boundaries for yourself, setting boundaries for those around you, trying to be a better you, trying to accept you. All of those things is loving yourself. 
taking care of you physically, emotionally, socially, that is loving yourself. So when we don't, and we allow people to do whatever, because we don't even do it for ourselves, that's how we get toxic relationships and manipulative relationships. Now, let me be clear. You are not at fault for the crazy things that people decide to do. You can only control what's in your boat. You can't control other people's waves. You can't control other people's boats. You and your boat. But your boat got some holes in it when you don't love yourself. And I would also make it clear that, like, when I say stuff like that, when I say love yourself, I'm not saying, like, we are pro-sex worker here. We are pro-LGBTQ. We are pro-black. We are pro-being who you are. So I want to make that clear as well because a lot of people, when they say respect yourself, they always say it to someone that they deem promiscuous. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying literally you as a human being, love who you are and take care of yourself. Now, let me get off my little soapbox so I can tell you how to do that. <laughs> so if it's acts of service, do a hobby. Do a hobby. Sometimes we put aside our hobbies because life gets in the way. But maybe if you painted, maybe if you finished that sculpture or if you played a little bit of your video game, the week will feel a little bit easier. So set time aside to do that. If it's words of affirmation, do affirmations. Like, so the affirmation that I did last year was, I do not chase, I attract. What belongs to me will simply find me. Now, that got me a really good gig at Comic-Con because literally when I started doing that, like a week later, I got the gig at Comic-Con. However, I chased, (laughs) I chased, uh, and I did not let something attract, and it went bad. So follow through with your affirmations. Um, heed my warning. But you can also just talk positively about yourself. Like, catch yourself when you're about to say something negative. When you're looking in the mirror, tell yourself three nice things about yourself. When I look in the mirror, you know, everyone has insecurities, so there are some things that I see about myself that I don't like. But when I finish looking at myself in the mirror, I always look me in the face and I say I love you to myself. Because if I continue to, like when I was in high school, I did that a lot. I looked in the mirror and I would say terrible things like out loud to myself. But like, who was that helping? What was that fixing? Nothing. And so you got to be kind to yourself. Even if you got to like put post-it notes over your mirror. I've seen some people do that. Like they literally put post-it notes all over their mirror with positive things about themselves. Do that. And then for quality time schedule alone time for yourself you gotta get comfortable with being by yourself like I go to the movies by myself I remember I went to see a quiet place when it came out and I went to the theater literally nobody else was in the theater that made the movie 80 times scarier it should not have been that scary but it was a great experience like I've gone to see Frozen 2 by myself a bunch of stuff but that's because I want alone time and I really like quiet so it's nice when people are forced to shut up sometimes even like taking a shower that's just me time that is me by myself minding my business and I can think about whatever and I don't know something about like taking a shower after a long day just like washes away the difficulties of the day and that actually goes into physical touch so baths oh my gosh have y'all had Dove not supporting me um so I'm not saying this because I'm getting money Uh, but Dove makes bath salts and there's like a mango shea butter bath salt. It's crack. I, I put that in my bath and the day got 80 times better. Like I literally almost go to sleep in the bath anytime I put that in there. And also like washing your hair. When I have to do a full wash day, 
that is 100% quality time, acts of service, physical touch. And then gift giving is literally one easy statement. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. You saw something in the window that you wanted, put it on a credit card. Uh, Credit don't matter. You saw something at Target that you wanted, pay with it in cash. I don't know why when I pay for stuff in cash, I think that like no money really like got spent today. Um, But get yourself the things that you want. You cannot take money with you when you die. I know people say that and it's corny, but seriously, like we're in a, we're in a weird portion of life. Like the book of life is going crazy right now. The last two chapters have been wild. Do what you want to do for yourself. Buy what you want to buy for yourself. Just take care of yourself. Like this is me genuinely asking, telling, begging, whatever you want to call it. Take care of yourself. And I'll share something a little personal as if I haven't been super personal this whole time. One big act of service that I had to do for myself was go to therapy and I did start taking antidepressants. And a lot of people for a long time have told me like, oh, meds equal crazy. No, (laughs) no, they don't. I feel a lot better and it's not just because of that, but it's like the moment that I asked for help, I felt better. I felt like I wasn't carrying this big bag by myself anymore and I don't take a large amount um but it's like guardrails for my emotions so the uphills don't feel like mountains and the downhills don't feel like this is the bus to the king bottom like you know what I mean so that was a big thing that I had to do to love myself I had to ask for help when things got really really bad so I'm not saying You know, that's the only way to love yourself. I'm not saying anything like that. But it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to reach out when you don't know what to do next. It's okay to reach out to try to communicate. You know, I want to show this person love or I want to show myself love. I don't know how. That's what so many people are here for. But once again, I'm not a psychologist. So please do not come to me with those things. I will refer you to experts and resources, um, but I will not give advice on those things. And that's about all the time that we have for today. So I hope that you got out of this, you know, ways to love people in your life that you're not trying to be romantic with. And also a nice introduction to what we're going to be getting into. And I hope you just found comfort. Like I shared a couple of things that I hope you resonate with. Um, And yeah, if you have any questions or anything like that, you can always reach out on Twitter at bbpodsunshine. For my Spotify listeners, there's also a little, like, link that you can leave me a voice message. I use Anchor. Anchor is kind of like a distribution service so that I can record in one place and then it'll send it out to all the streaming platforms at the same time so I don't got to worry about that. But you can definitely send me a voice message through there, which is really cool. And sometimes I have little questions and polls and stuff like that at the end for Spotify listeners as well. I'll figure out something for Apple. I don't got Apple Music, though, so it's not that I don't care. I just don't know how to work that. And I feel so old saying that. But I hope you have a great rest of your day. Again, I'm ending this like a voicemail. And see you next time.